Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin Al-Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim The Book of the Virtues of the Qur'an Chapter on the command to keep refreshing one's knowledge of the Qur'an and that it is disliked to say, I have forgotten such and such a verse, but it is permissible to say, I have been caused to forget it. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, heard a man reciting at night and he said, May Allah have mercy on him, for he has reminded me of such and such, a verse that I had missed in Surah such and such. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, was listening to the recitation of a man in the masjid, and he said, May Allah have mercy on him. He reminded me of a verse that I had been caused to forget. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of the companion of the Qur'an is that of a hobbled camel. If he remains vigilant, he will keep it, but if he lets it go, it will disappear. It was narrated from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith like that of Malik, number 1839. And in the hadith of Musa bin Uqba, it says, If the companion of the Qur'an persists in reciting it by night and by day, he will remember it, but if he does not do that, he will forget it. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, How wretched is one of them who says, I have forgotten such and such a verse. Rather, he has been caused to forget. Try to remember the Qur'an, for it is more inclined to escape from the hearts of men than camels from their ropes. It was narrated that Shaqiq said, Abdullah said, Keep refreshing your knowledge of these masahif, or he said the Qur'an, for it is more inclined to escape from the hearts of men than camels from their ropes. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, None of you should say, I have forgotten such and such a verse. Rather, he has been caused to forget. Ibn Masood said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, How wretched is a man who says, I have forgotten such and such a surah, or I have forgotten such and such a verse. Rather, he has been caused to forget. It was narrated from Abu Musa that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Keep refreshing your knowledge of the Qur'an, for by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, peace be upon him, it is more inclined to escape than a camel from its rope. Chapter on It is recommended to make one's voice beautiful when reciting Qur'an. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah does not listen to anything as he listens to a prophet with a beautiful voice reciting the Qur'an in a beautiful manner. It was narrated from Ibn Shihab with this chain of a hadith similar to number 1845 that he, peace be upon him, said, as he listens to a prophet reciting the Qur'an in a beautiful manner. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that he heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Allah does not listen to anything as he listens to a prophet with a beautiful voice reciting the Qur'an in a beautiful manner out loud. A similar hadith as number 1847 was narrated from Ibn al-Had with this chain. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Allah does not listen to anything as he listens to a prophet reciting the Qur'an out loud. 
A hadith similar to that of Yahya bin Abi Kathir, number 1849, was narrated from Abu Hurairah from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Burada that his father said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Abdullah bin Qas, or Al-Ashari, has been given a beautiful voice, Mizmar, like the beautiful voices, Mazamir, of the family of Daud. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Abu Musa, If you could have seen me when I was listening to your recitation yesterday, you have been given a beautiful voice, Mizmar, like the beautiful voices, Mazamir, of the family of Daud. Chapter on mentioning the recitation of the Prophet, peace be upon him, of Surah Al-Fat on the day of the conquest of Mecca. It was narrated that Muawiyah bin Qurra said, I heard Abdullah bin Mughaffal al-Muzani say, During the conquest, when he was riding to Mecca, the Prophet, peace be upon him, recited Surah Al-Fat atop his mount, and he elongated his recitation. Muawiyah said, Were it not that I fear that the people would crowd upon me, I would have demonstrated his recitation to you. Footnote, Raja'a from At-Tarji it is the fluctuation voices of in the throat, and Abdullah bin Mughaffal, may Allah be pleased with him, recited it by elongating the voice in recitation, similar to Ah, and this tarji could have been something that he, peace be upon him, intended to do, making the voice sound nice and chanting with the recitation, or it could have been something that happened because of the motion of the mount without him, peace be upon him, intending it. And what is apparent is that it was the first. Minnat al-Mu'nim fi shar sahih Muslim. It was narrated that Muawiyah bin Qurra said, I heard Abdullah bin Mughaffal say, I saw the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him on the day of the conquest of Mecca on his mount reciting Surah Al-Fat. Ibn Mughaffal recited and elongated his recitation. Muawiyah said, Were it not for the people, I would have demonstrated that which Ibn Mughaffal narrated from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Shroba narrated a similar report as number 1854 with this chain, according to the hadith of Khalid bin al-Harith, traveling atop his mount and reciting Surah al-Fat. Chapter on the Descent of Tranquility, Sakina, when the Qur'an is recited. It was narrated that Al-Bara'a said a man was reciting Surah Al-Kaf and he had a horse with him that was tied with two ropes. A cloud overshadowed it and started spinning and coming closer and his horse was startled by it. The next morning he came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and told him about that. He said that was tranquility, Sakina, that came down because of the Qur'an. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I heard Al-Bara'a said, a man recited Surah Al-Kaf, and in the house there was an animal which became startled. He looked and saw that a cloud had overshadowed it. He mentioned that to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he said, Recite so-and-so, for it is tranquility, Sakina, that came down when the Qur'an is recited, or that came down because of the Qur'an. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, I heard Al-Bara'a say, and he mentioned similar to number 1856, but they said the horse jumped. Abu Sayyid al-Khudri narrated that while Usaid bin Hudad was reciting Qur'an one night in his mirbad, his horse jumped. He recited and it jumped again. He recited and it jumped yet again. Usaid said, I was afraid that it would trample Yahya, so I went to it and there was a shadow above my head. 
with something like lamps in it. It rose up in the air until I could no longer see it. The next day I went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, while I was reciting Qur'an in my mirbad last night in the middle of the night, my horse jumped. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Recite, son of Hudair. He said, I recited, and it jumped again. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Recite, son of Hudair. He said, I recited it, and it jumped again. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Recite, son of Hudair. He said, Then I left. Yahya was near the horse, and I was afraid that it would trample him. I saw something like a cloud with something like lamps in it. It rose up in the air until I could no longer see it. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, That was the angels who were listening to you. If you had carried on reciting, the people would have seen them in the morning, and they would not have concealed themselves from them. Footnote The word mirbad refers to a place for drying dates. Chapter on the virtue of the one who memorizes the Quran. It was narrated that Abu Musa al-Ashari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The likeness of the believer who reads the Quran is that of a citron, the smell of which is good and its taste is good. The likeness of the believer who does not read the Quran is that of a date which has no smell, but its taste is sweet. The likeness of a hypocrite who reads the Quran is that of a sweet basil, the smell of which is good, but its taste is bitter. The likeness of a hypocrite who does not read the Qur'an is that of a colocynth, bitter apple, which has no smell, and its taste is bitter. A similar report as number 1860 was narrated from Qatada with this chain, except that in the hadith of Hamam, instead of hypocrite, it says, evildoer, fajr. Chapter on the virtue of the one who is skilled in reciting Qur'an and the one who falters in reciting. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The one who is skilled in reciting Qur'an will be with the noble, honorable scribes, and the one who recites Qur'an and falters therein and finds it difficult will have a double reward. Footnote, regarding the statement, The one who is skilled in reciting Qur'an will be with the noble, honorable scribe referred to as As-Safartil Kiram al-Barara. It was narrated from Qatada with this chain a hadith similar to number 1862, and according to the hadith of Waqiyah, he said, the one who recites it, although it is difficult for him, will have a double reward. Chapter on, it is recommended to recite the Qur'an to people of virtue who are skilled in its recitation, even if the reciter is better than the one to whom it is recited. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay, Allah has commanded me to recite to you. He said, Did Allah mention me by name to you? He said, Allah mentioned you by name to me. And Ubay started to weep. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay bin Kaab, Allah has commanded me to recite to you. Those who disbelieve from among the people of the scripture, Jews and Christians and idolaters, were not going to leave their disbelief until there came to them clear evidence. Quran, Surah Al-Bayyinah, chapter 98, verse 1. He said, Did he mention me by name to you? He said, Yes. And he, Obey, wept. It was narrated that Qatada said, I heard Anas say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Obey, a similar report as number 1866.
Chapter on the virtue of listening to the Qur'an, asking one who has memorized it to recite so that one may listen, weeping when reciting and pondering the meanings. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, Recite the Qur'an to me. I said, O Messenger of Allah, should I recite to you when it was revealed to you? He said, I like to hear it from someone else. So I recited Surah An-Nisa, and when I reached the verse, How will it be, then, when we bring from each nation a witness, and we bring you as a witness against these people? Quran, Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 41, I raised my head, for a man who was beside me nudged me, and I raised my head, and I saw his tears flowing. It was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain, a hadith similar to number 1868, and Hanad added in his report, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me while he was on the mimbar, Recite to me. It was narrated that Ibrahim said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Abdullah bin Masood, Recite to me. He said, Should I recite to you when it was revealed to you? He said, I like to hear it from someone else. So he recited to him from the beginning of Surah An-Nisa, as far as the verse, How will it be then, when we bring from each nation a witness, and we bring you as a witness against these people? Quran, Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 41, And he wept. It was narrated that Ibn Masood said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A witness against them so long as I remain among them, or am still among them. Mis'ad was not sure. It was narrated that Abdullah said, I was in hymns and some of the people said to me, Recite Qur'an to us. So I recited Surah Yusuf, peace be upon him, to them. A man among the people said, By Allah, this is not how it was revealed. I said, Woe to you! By Allah, I have recited it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said to me, You have done well. While I was speaking to him, I noticed the smell of wine on him. I said, Do you drink wine and belie the book? You will not leave until I have flogged you. And I carried out the had punishment of flogging on him. It was narrated from Al-Amash with this chain, a hadith similar to number 1870. But in the hadith of Abu Muawiyah, it does not say, And he said to me, You have done well. Chapter on the Virtue of Reciting the Qur'an in Prayer and Learning It It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Would any one of you like to go back to his family and find among them three large, fat, pregnant she-camels? We said, Yes. He said, Three verses that one of you recites in his prayer are better for him than three large, fat, pregnant she-camels. It was narrated that Uqba bin Amir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out when we were in Asufa and said, which of you would like to go out in the morning every day to Bhutan or Al-Aqiq and bring back two large she-camels without that involving any sin or severing of family ties? We said, O Messenger of Allah, we would like that. He said, For one of you to go to the masjid in the morning and learn or recite two verses from the Book of Allah is better for him than two she-camels, and three verses are better for him than three she-camels, and four verses are better for him than four she-camels, and so on. Chapter on the Virtue of Reciting the Qur'an and Surah Al-Baqarah It was narrated from Zad that he heard Abu Salam saying, Abu Umama al-Bahili narrated to me, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Recite the Qur'an, for it will come on the Day of Resurrection, interceding for its companions. Recite the two bright ones, 
Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran, for they will come on the day of resurrection as if they were two clouds, or as if they were two shadows, or as if they were two flocks of birds in ranks pleading on behalf of their companions. Recite Surah Al-Baqarah, for reciting it regularly is a blessing, and forsaking it is a loss, and Al-Batala, the magicians cannot withstand it. Muawiyah, one of the narrators, said, It was conveyed to me that Al-Batala is the magicians. Muawiyah narrated something similar as number 1874 with this chain. Al-Nawas bin Sim'an al-Kilabi said, I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, The Qur'an will be brought on the day of resurrection, as will its people who used to act in accordance with it, led by Surah al-Baqarah and al-Imran, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, likened them to three things, which we did not forget afterwards. He said, as if they are two clouds or two black canopies with light between them, or as if they are two flocks of birds in ranks pleading on behalf of their companions. Chapter on the virtue of Al-Fatiha and the closing verses of Surah Al-Baqarah and the encouragement to recite the two verses at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, While Jibreel was sitting with the Prophet peace be upon him, he heard a creaking sound from above him. He raised his head and said, This is a door in heaven that has been opened today, and it has never been opened before today. An angel came down from it and he said, This is an angel who has come down to earth, and he has never come down before today. He greeted him and said, Glad tidings of two lights that have not been given to any prophet before you, the opening of the book and the closing verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. You will never recite one letter of them, but you will be given reward. It was narrated that Abdurrahman bin Yazid said, I met Abu Masood at the Kaaba, and I said, I have heard a hadith from you concerning the two verses in Surah Al-Baqarah. He said, Yes. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The two verses at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. Whoever recites them at night, they will suffice him. It was narrated from Mansur with this chain, a similar hadith as number 1878. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Yazid, from Al-Kama bin Qas, from Abu Masood al-Ansari, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever recites these two verses at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah during the night, they will suffice him. Abdurrahman said, I met Abu Masood when he was circumambulating the Kaaba, and I asked him, and he narrated it to me from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A similar report as number 1880 was narrated from Abu Masood, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A similar report as number 1880 was narrated from Abu Masood, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the virtue of Surah Al-Kahf and Ayat Al-Kursi It was narrated from Abu Ad-Darda that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Whoever memorizes ten verses from the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf will be protected from the tribulation of the Dajjal. It was narrated from Qatada with this chain, a hadith similar to number 1883. Shoba said, from the end of Al-Kahf. Hamam said, from the beginning of Al-Kahf, as Hisham said. It was narrated that Ubay bin Kaab said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Abu al-Mundhir, do you know which verse from the Book of Allah that you have learned is greatest? I said, Allah and his Messenger know best. He said, O Abu al-Mundhir, do you know which verse from the Book of Allah that you have learned is greatest? I said, Allahu, la ilaha illahua, 
None has the right to be worshipped but He. Al-Hayyul Qayyum, the ever-living, the one who sustains and protects all that exists. Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 255. He struck me on the chest and said, I congratulate you on your knowledge, O Abu Al-Mundhir. Chapter on the virtue of reciting Kul Huwallahu Ahad. It was narrated from Abu Ad-Darda that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Is any one of you incapable of reciting one-third of the Qur'an during the night? They said, How could he recite one-third of the Qur'an? He said, Say, He is Allah, the One. Qur'an, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Chapter 112, is equivalent to one-third of the Qur'an. It was narrated from Qatada with this chain. In their hadith, it says that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah divided the Qur'an into three parts, and He made, Say, He is Allah. The One, Qur'an, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Chapter 112, one of the parts of the Qur'an. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Gather together, for I am going to recite one-third of the Qur'an to you. So the people gathered. Then the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, came out and recited, Say, He is Allah, the One, Qur'an, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Chapter 112. Then he went in. We said to one another, Perhaps there is news that has come to him from heaven, and that is why he has gone in. Then the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, came out and said, I told you that I was going to recite one-third of the Qur'an to you, and it is equivalent to one-third of the Qur'an. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came out to us and said, I will recite one-third of the Qur'an to you. And he recited, Say, He is Allah, the One. Qur'an, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Chapter 112, until its end. It was narrated from Amra bint Abdurrahman, who was under the care of Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent a man in charge of a raiding party. And he used to recite for his companions when leading them in prayer, and he would end with, Say, He is Allah, the One. Qur'an, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Chapter 112. When they came back, they mentioned that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, Ask him why he does that. So they asked him, and he said, Because it is a description of the Most Merciful, and I love to recite it. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Tell him that Allah loves him. Chapter on the Virtue of Reciting Al-Mu'avvidatan The Two Surahs Seeking Refuge with Allah it was narrated that Uqba bin Amir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do you not see verses that have been revealed tonight, the like of which has never been seen? They are, Say, I seek refuge with Allah, the Lord of the Daybreak. Quran, Surah Al-Falaq, Chapter 113 And say, I seek refuge with Allah, the Lord of Mankind. Quran, Surah An-Nas, Chapter 114 It was narrated that Uqba bin Amir said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, There have been revealed to me verses the like of which has never been seen. They are Al-Mu'avvidatan. A similar report as number 1892 was narrated from Ismail with this chain. In the report of Abu Usama, it says, It was narrated from Uqba bin Amir al-Juhani, who was one of those who narrated directly from Muhammad, peace be upon him. Chapter on the virtue of one who acts in accordance with the Qur'an and teaches it. And the virtue of one who learns wisdom from fiqh or other types of knowledge, 
then acts upon it and teaches it. It was narrated from Salim, from his father, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There is no envy except in two cases. A man to whom Allah gives causes to learn the Qur'an, and he recites it during the night and during the day. And a man to whom Allah gives wealth, and he spends it during the night and during the day. Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar narrated that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no envy except in two cases. A man to whom Allah gives causes to learn this book, and he recites it by night and by day, and a man to whom Allah gives wealth, and he gives it in charity by night and by day. It was narrated that Qas said, I heard Abdullah bin Masood say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no cause for envy except in two cases, a man to whom Allah gives wealth and enables him to spend it in support of the truth, and a man to whom Allah gives wisdom, and he rules in accordance with it and teaches it. It was narrated from Amr bin Wathila that Nafi'a bin Abdul Harith met Umar in Usfan, and Umar had appointed him as governor of Mecca. He said, Whom did you appoint over the people of the valley? He said, Ibn Abza. He said, Who is Ibn Abza? He said, One of our freed slaves. He said, You have appointed a freed slave over them? He said, He is well versed in the book of Allah, the mighty and sublime, and he is knowledgeable about the fara'id. Omar said, Your Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah raises some in status because of this book, and he lowers others because of it. Amir bin Wathila al-Layithi narrated that Nafi' bin Abdul Harith al-Khuzai met Omar bin al-Khattab in Usfan, a hadith similar to that of Ibrahim bin Sa'ad from Az-Zuhri, number 1897. Chapter on the clarification that the Qur'an was revealed in seven ahruf modes of recitation and clarifying its meaning. Umar bin al-Khattab said, I heard Hisham bin Halim bin Hizam reciting Surah al-Furqan in a manner other than I recited it, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had taught it to me. I was about to argue with him, but I restrained myself until he had finished praying. Then I caught him by his rida' and brought him to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, I heard this man reciting Surah al-Furqan in a manner other than you taught it to me. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Let go of him. Recite it. He recited it in the manner in which I had heard him recite, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Thus it was revealed. Then he said to me, Recite it. So I recited it, and he said, Thus it was revealed. This Qur'an has been revealed in seven modes of recitation, so recite whatever is easy for you. Umar bin al-Khattab said, I heard Hisham bin Hakim reciting Surah Al-Furqan during the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he quoted a similar hadith as number 1899 and added, I was about to grab hold of him while he was praying, but I restrained myself until he had finished. A report similar to that of Yunus, number 1900, was narrated from Az-Zuri with the same chain. Ibn Abbas narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Jibril, peace be upon him, recited to me with one mode of recitation, but I asked him to recite it in another way, and I kept asking him for more, and he gave me more, until there were seven modes of recitation. Ibn Shihab said, I heard that these seven modes of recitation are essentially one, and there is no difference between them concerning lawful and unlawful. It was narrated from Azuri with this chain, a similar hadith as number 1902. 
It was narrated that Ubay bin Kaab said, I was in the masjid and a man came in and offered prayers, and in it he recited in a manner which I found strange. Then another man came in and recited in a manner different from his companion. When we had finished the prayer, we all entered upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I said, This man recited in a manner which I found strange. Then another man came in and recited in a manner different from his companion. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told them to recite, and they did so. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, expressed his approval. I felt in my heart a kind of doubt such as I had never felt even during the Jahiliyyah. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saw that I was affected and had broken into a sweat as if I was looking at Allah, the Mighty and Sublime, with fear, he said to me, O Ubay, it was conveyed to me that I should recite the Qur'an in one mode of recitation, and I replied, Make it easy for my Ummah. It was conveyed to me the second time that I should recite it in two modes of recitation. I replied, Make it easy for my Ummah. It was conveyed to me the third time that I should recite it in seven modes of recitation, and for each time you replied, You may ask me for something. I said, O Allah, forgive my Ummah. O Allah, forgive my Ummah. And I have delayed the third one for the day when all of mankind will turn to me, even Ibrahim, peace be upon him. Obey bin Kaab narrated that he was sitting in the masjid when a man came in and offered prayers, and he recited in a manner a hadith similar to that of Ibn Numad, number 1904. It was narrated from Obey bin Kaab that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was at the pond of Banu Ghifar, and Jibril, peace be upon him, came to him and said, Allah commands you to teach the Qur'an to your ummah according to one mode of recitation. He said, I ask Allah for his pardon and forgiveness. My ummah is not able for that. Then he came to him a second time and said, Allah commands you to teach the Qur'an to your ummah according to two modes of recitation. He said, I ask Allah for his pardon and forgiveness. My ummah is not able for that. Then he came to him a third time and said, Allah commands you to teach the Qur'an to your ummah according to three modes of recitation. He said, I ask Allah for his pardon and forgiveness. My ummah is not able for that. He came to him a fourth time and said, Allah commands you to teach the Qur'an to your ummah according to seven modes of recitation, and whichever mode of recitation they recited in, they will be right. Shubha narrated a similar report as number 1906 with this chain. Chapter on slow measured pace of recitation, tartil, and to not rush when reciting, and the permissibility of reciting two or more surahs in one rakah. It was narrated that Abu Wail said, A man called Nahik bin Sinan came to Abdullah and said, O Abu Abdurrahman, how do you recite this letter? As Alif or as Ya? Min ma'in ghayri yasin or min ma'in ghayri yasin? Abdullah said, have you memorized the entire Qur'an apart from this? He said, I recite Al-Mufassal in one rakah. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. There are people who recite the Qur'an and it does not go any deeper than their collarbones. But if it settles in the heart and takes root, it will be beneficial. The best of prayer is bowing and prostration and I know the pairs of surahs that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him used to recite in each rakah. Then Abdullah stood up and Alkama went in after him. Then he came out and said, He has told me what they are. Ibn Numar said in his report, A man from Banu Bajila came to Abdullah and he did not say, Nahik bin Sinan. 
Footnote 1. Referring to of water the taste and smell of which are not changed is from Surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 14. Footnote 2. According to Ibn Kathir, the correct view is that the Mufassal section of the Qur'an begins with Surah Kaf until the end of the Qur'an. It was narrated that Abu Wail said, A man called Nahik bin Sinan came to Abdullah, a hadith similar to that of Waqiyah, number 1908. Except that he said Al-Kama came to enter upon him and we said to him, Ask him about the pairs of surahs that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him used to recite in each rakah. He entered upon him and asked him, then he came out to us and said, Twenty surahs in ten rakah of Al-Mufassal. Al-Armash narrated something similar to number 1908 with this chain, and he said, I know the pairs that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him used to recite. Two in each rakah, twenty surah in ten rakah. It was narrated that Abu Wail said, We went to Abdullah bin Masood one morning after we had prayed Al-Ghada'ah, and we greeted him at the door, and he granted us permission to enter. We stayed at the door for a while, then the slave girl came out and said, Will you not enter? So we entered and found him sitting, reciting tasbih. He said, What kept you from entering when permission had been given to you? We said nothing except that we thought that some of the people of the household might be sleeping. He said, Do you think there is idleness among the family of Ibn Abd? Then he went back to reciting tasbih until he thought that the sun had risen, and he said, O girl, look and see whether it has risen. She looked and saw that it had not risen. Then he went back to reciting tasbih until he thought that the sun had risen, and he said, O girl, look and see whether it has risen. She looked and saw that it had risen. He said, Praise be to Allah who has caused this day of ours to come when we are still in a state of soundness. One of the narrators, Mahdi, said, I think that he said, and has not destroyed us for our sins. A man among the people said, I recited all of Al-Mufassal last night. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. We heard the pairs, and I remember the pairs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite. 18 surah from Al-Mufassal and 2 surah from the family of Hamim. It was narrated that Shakik said, A man from Banu Bajila, who was called Nahik bin Sinan, came to Abdullah and said, I recite Al-Mufassal in one rakah. Abdullah said, This is like the hasty recitation of poetry. I know the pairs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to recite. Two surahs in one rakah. Abu Wail narrated that a man came to Ibn Masood and said, I recited all of Al-Mufassal in a single rakah last night. Abdullah said, this is like the hasty recitation of poetry. Abdullah said, I know the pairs that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to put together. And he mentioned 20 surah of Al-Mufassal, two by two, in every rakah. Chapter on Concerning Various Recitations Abu Ishaq said, I saw a man asking Al-Aswad bin Yazid when he was teaching Qur'an in the masjid, How do you recite this verse? Fahal min mudakkir. Then is there any that will remember or receive admonition? Qur'an, Surah Al-Kamar, chapter 54, verse 15. With a dal or a dal? He said, with a dal. I heard Abdullah bin Masood say, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Mudakkir, with a dal. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to recite this phrase. Fahal min mudakkir. Then is there any that will remember or receive admonition? Qur'an, Surah Al-Qamar, chapter 54, verse 15. 
It was narrated that Alkama said, We arrived in Asham, and Abu Adadda came to us and said, Is there among you anyone who recites Quran according to the recitation of Abdullah? I said, Yes, I do. He said, How did you hear Abdullah recite this verse? By the night as it envelops. Quran, Surah al lal chapter 92, verse 1. He said, I heard him recite, By the night as it envelops and the male and female. He said, By Allah, this is how I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, recite it. But these people want me to include the words, And by him who created. But I do not want to do that. Footnote. According to the recitation of Abdullah bin Masood, the phrase Wama Khalaka and by him who created is not present. It was narrated that Ibrahim said, Alkama came to Asham and entered a masjid and prayed. Then he went to a circle, assembly, and sat in it. Then a man came and sat beside me and he said, Did you memorize Quran as Abdullah recited it? And he mentioned something similar to number 1917. It was narrated that Alkama said, I met Abu Ad-Darda and he said to me, Where are you from? I said, From Al-Iraq. He said, Which part? I said, Al-Kufa. He said, Do you recite Quran according to the recitation of Abdullah bin Masood? I said, Yes. He said, Recite, Wallayli idha yaksha, by the night as it envelops. Quran, Surah Al-Lal, chapter 92, verse 1. I recited, وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَخْشَى وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا تَجَلَّى وَالذَّكَرِ وَالْأُنْثَى By the night as it envelops, the day as it appears in brightness, and the male and the female. He smiled, then he said, This is how I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, recite it. It was narrated that Alkama said, I came to Asham and I met Abu Ad-Darda, and he quoted a hadith similar to that of Ibn Ulayya, number 1918. Chapter on the times when it is forbidden to offer salah. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him forbade offering salat after the Asr prayer until the sun has set and after the Sub prayer until the sun has risen. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, I heard more than one of the companions of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him including Umar bin al-Khattab who was the dearest of them to me say that the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him forbade prayers after the Fajr prayer, until the sun had risen, and after Asr, until the sun had set. It was narrated from Katada with this chain, a similar hadith as number 1921, except that in the hadith of Sa'id and Hisham it says, after Sub, until the sun has risen brightly. Abu Sayyid al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no prayer after the Asr prayer until the sun has set. And there is no prayer after the Fajr prayer until the sun has risen. It was narrated from Ibn Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, None of you should pursue prayer when the sun is rising or when it is setting. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not pursue prayer when the sun is rising or when it is setting, for it rises between the horns of shaitan. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, when the edge of the sun appears, delay your prayer until it has appeared fully, and when the edge of the sun sets, delay your prayers until it has disappeared. It was narrated that Abu Basra al-Ghifari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led us in praying Asr at al-Makmis. And he said, This prayer was enjoined upon those who came before you, but they neglected it. 
Whoever performs it regularly will have a twofold reward, and there is no prayer after it until the shahid appears, and the shahid means the stars. It was narrated that Abu Basra al-Ghifari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led us in praying Asr, a similar report as number 1927. Uqba bin Amir al-Juhani said, There are three times when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told us not to offer prayers or bury our dead. When the sun begins to rise until it is high, when it is standing directly overhead at noon, and when it has started to set until it has set. Chapter on how Amr bin Abbasa became Muslim. It was narrated that Abu Umama said, Amr bin Abbasa as sulami said, During the Jahiliyyah, I used to think that the people were misguided and not following anything real when they worshipped idols. I heard of a man in Mecca who was telling stories, so I sat on my mount and went to find him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in hiding and his people were persecuting him. I kept a low profile until I managed to enter upon him in Mecca. I said to him, Who are you? He said, I am a prophet. I said, What is a prophet? He said, I have been sent by Allah. I said, With what has he sent you? He said, He has sent me to uphold the ties of kinship, to break the idols, and to proclaim that Allah is to be singled out for worship and that none is to be associated with him. I said to him, Who do you have with you? He said, A free man and a slave. At that time he had Abu Bakr and Bilal with him among those who believed in him. I said, I want to follow you. He said, You cannot do that right now. Do you not see my situation and the situation of the people? Go back to your family. Then when you hear that I have been granted victory, come to me. So I went to my family and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, arrived in Al-Madinah while I was with my family. I started to ask people for news after he arrived in Al-Madinah until there came to me a group of people from Yathrib, Al-Madinah, and I said, What did this man who came to Al-Madinah do? They said the people are hastening to follow him and his people wanted to kill him, but they were not able to. I arrived in Al-Madinah and entered upon him and said, O Messenger of Allah, do you recognize me? He said, Yes, you are the one who met me in Mecca. I said, Yes. I said, O Prophet of Allah, tell me what Allah has taught you that I do not know. Tell me about prayer. He said, Pray the Subh prayer, then refrain from praying until the sun has risen and become high. For when it rises, it rises between the horns of the shaitan, and at that time the disbelievers prostrate to it. Then pray, for the prayer is witnessed and attended until the shadow of a spear falls directly north. Then refrain from praying, for at that time hell is stoked up. Then when the shadow moves forward, pray, for the prayer is witnessed and attended until you have prayed asr. Then refrain from praying until the sun has set. For it sets between the horns of the shaitan, and at that time the disbelievers prostrate to it. I said, O Prophet of Allah, tell me about wudu. He said, There is no man among you who brings his wudu water, rinses out his mouth, snuffs water up into his nose, and blows it out, but the sins of his face, mouth, and nostrils drop out. Then when he washes his face as enjoined by Allah, the sins of his face drop out with the water from the end of his beard. Then when he washes his arms up to the elbows, the sins of his hands drop out with the water from his fingertips. Then when he wipes his head, the sins of his head drop out with the water from the ends of his hair. Then when he washes his feet up to the ankles, the sins of his feet drop out with the water from the ends of his toes. Then if he stands and prays and praises and glorifies Allah as he deserves, and his heart focuses on Allah, 
then he is cleansed of his sins and is as he was on the day his mother bore him. Amr bin Abbasah narrated this hadith to Abu Umama, the companion of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And Abu Umama said to him, O Amr bin Abbasah, watch what you are saying. Is such a great reward given to a man for one incident? Amr said, O Abu Umama, I have grown old, my bones have become weak and my end is near. I have no need to tell lies about Allah and His Messenger. If I heard it only once from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, or even two times or three, until he mentioned seven times, I would never have narrated it, but I heard it more often than that. Footnote The statement, until the shadow of a spear falls directly north, meaning at noon. Chapter On Do Not Aim to Pray When the Sun Is Rising or Setting It was narrated that Aisha said, Omar misunderstood, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, only forbade pursuing the rising of the sun or its setting with prayer. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not give up praying to Raqqa' after Asr. But Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not pursue the setting of the sun, nor its rising with your prayer. Chapter On Concerning the two Raqqa' that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to pray after Asr. It was narrated from Qurayb, the freed slave of Ibn Abbas, that Abdullah bin Abbas, Abdurrahman bin Azhar, and Al-Miswar bin Makrama sent him to Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, Convey greetings of salam to her from all of us, and ask her about the Turaka after Asr, and say, We have been informed that you pray them, but we heard that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade that. Ibn Abbas said, I, along with Umar bin Al-Khattab, used to tell the people not to do that. Qurayb said, So I entered upon her and conveyed to her the message they had sent with me. She said, Ask Umm Salama. So I went out to them and told them what she had said. They sent me to Umm Salama with a message like that which they had sent me to Aisha. Umm Salama said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbidding them, the two rak'ah after Asr. Then I saw him praying them. But when he prayed them, he had already prayed Asr. Then he entered upon me, and there were some women from Banu Haram who were among the Ansar, with me. He prayed them, and I sent the slave girl to him. I said, Stand beside him, and say to him, Umm Salama says to you, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I heard you forbidding these two rak'ah, but now I see you praying them. If he gestures to you with his hand, then leave him. The slave girl did that, and he gestured to her with his hand, so she left him. When he had finished praying, he said, O daughter of Abu Umayyah, you asked about the two rak'ah after Asr. Some people from Banu Abdul Qas came to me to embrace Islam, and they distracted me from praying the two rak'ah that come after Zohar. These are them. Abu Salama narrated that he asked Aisha about the two rak'ah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to pray after Asr. She said, He used to pray them before Asr, then if he was distracted or forgot them, he would pray them after Asr. Then he continued to do so because if he offered a prayer, he would continue to do so. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never stopped praying Turaka in my house after Asr. It was narrated that Aisha said, Two prayers that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never stopped praying in my house, whether secretly or openly, Turaka before Fajr and Turaka after Asr. It was narrated that Al-Aswad and Masruq said, we bear witness that Aisha said, There was no day that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in my house, but he did not pray them, meaning the two rak'ah after Asr. 
chapter on, it is recommended to pray two rakah before Maghrib. It was narrated that Mukhtar bin Fulful said, I asked Anas bin Malik about voluntary prayer after Asr. He said, Umar used to strike people's hands for praying after Asr. But at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we used to pray two rakah when the sun set, before Maghrib prayer. I said to him, Did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, pray them? He said, We used to see him praying them, but he did not tell us to do that or not to do that. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, We were in Al-Madinah when the Muaddin called the Adhan for Maghrib prayer. They would hasten to the pillars and pray to Rakah until if a stranger were to enter the masjid, he would think that the prayer had begun because of the large numbers of people who prayed them. Chapter on Between Every Two Calls There Is a Prayer It was narrated that Abdullah bin Mughaffal al-Muzani said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Between every two calls there is a prayer. He said it three times, and the third time he said, For those who wish. A similar report as number 1941 was narrated from Abdullah bin Mughaffal al-Muzani, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, except that he said, And the fourth time he said, For those who wish. Chapter on the Fear Prayer It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, offered the fear prayer, leading one of the two groups in one rakah, while the other group was facing the enemy. Then they left and took their companions' places, facing the enemy, and the others came. And the Prophet, peace be upon him, led them in praying one rakah. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said that the Slim and each group made up one rakah. It was narrated from Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar that his father used to narrate concerning the prayer of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at times of fear, and he said, We prayed in this manner with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed the fear prayer at some times. One group stood with him while the other faced the enemy. He led those who were with him in praying one rakah. Then they left and the other came, and he led them in praying one rakah. Then both groups made up one rakah each. Ibn Umar said, And if the fear is worse than that, then pray riding or standing by means of gestures. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, I was present during the fear prayer with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. We formed two rows, one row behind the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the enemy was between us and the Qibla. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the takbir, and we all said the takbir. Then he bowed, and we all bowed. Then he raised his head from bowing, and we all raised our heads. Then he and the row that was directly behind him went down in prostration, and the back row remained standing, facing the enemy. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, had finished prostrating, the row that was directly behind him stood up, and the back row went down in prostration, and then stood up. Then the back row went forward, and the front row moved back. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, bowed, and we all bowed. Then he raised his head from bowing, and we all raised our heads. Then he and the row that was directly behind him, that had been in the back during the first rakah, went down in prostration. And the back row remained standing, facing the enemy. When the Prophet and the row that was directly behind him had finished prostrating, the back row went down in prostration. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said that the Slim, and we all did likewise. Jabir said, just as these guards do with their Amir. It was narrated from Abu Azubair that Jabir said, We went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to fight some people from Johanna, and they fought us fiercely. When we prayed Zuhar, the idolaters said, If we had attacked them then, we would have finished them off. 
Jibril informed the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about that, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, told us about it. He said, They said there will come to them a prayer that is dearer to them than their children. When the time for Asr came, we formed two rows, and the idolaters were between us and the Qibla. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the Takbir, and we said the Takbir, and he bowed, and we bowed. Then he prostrated, and the first row prostrated with him, and when they stood up, the second row prostrated. Then the first row moved backwards, and the back row moved forwards and took the place of the first row. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the Takbir, and we said the Takbir, and he bowed and we bowed. Then he prostrated, and the first row prostrated with him, and the second row remained standing. Then the second row prostrated, then they all sat, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said the Salam to them. Abu Az-Zubayr said, then Jabir specifically said, just as these Amir of yours pray. It was narrated from Sahel bin Hathma that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led his companions in offering the fear prayer. He lined them up in two rows behind him and he led those who were directly behind him in praying one rakah. Then he stood up and remained standing until those who were behind him had prayed a rakah. Then they came forward and those who had been in front of them moved backwards and he led them in one rakah. Then he sat until those who were behind them had prayed one rakah, then he said the taslim. It was narrated from Saleh bin Khawat, from those who had prayed the fear prayer with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the day of the battle of Dhat ar-Rakah, that one group formed rows with him and another group faced the enemy. He led those who were with him in praying one rakah, then he remained standing and they completed the prayer by themselves. Then they moved away and faced the enemy and the other group came. He led them in praying the remaining rakah, then he remained sitting and they completed the prayer by themselves, then he said the taslim with them. It was narrated that Jabir said, We came with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to that ar Whenever we came to a shady tree, we would leave it for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A man from the idolaters came and the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was hanging on a tree. He took the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and unsheathed it, and he said to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, Aren't you afraid of me? He said, No. He said, Who will protect you from me? He said, Allah will protect me from you. The companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, threatened him, so he put the sword back in its sheath and hung it up again. Then the call for prayer was given, and he led one group in praying two rakah, then they moved back, and he led the other group in praying two rakah. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed four rakah, and the people prayed too. Jabir narrated that he prayed the fear prayer with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led one of the two groups in praying two rakah. Then he led the other group in praying two rakah. So the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed four rakah, and each group prayed two.